Welcome to the Wealth Time Freedom Podcast, where we decode the psychology of money, uncover the principles of personal finance, and learn how to put them into practice. This is all about escaping the rut race so we can win the game of life. It's personal finance, but with a big old dollop of personal development. If you're looking for answers, looking for motivation, or looking for help, you're in the right place. Our mission for this channel is to help you get as far as you can on your own. And then if you want to go further and faster, we can help with that too. Let's dive in. Hey, it's Terry here. Welcome back to the Passive Income Project. I'm back again with Ryan. Welcome, mate. Good to be back, mate. And I hear we're doing shots again. Yeah, good. We are. We're doing shots. And I think I did an ordinary job of explaining shots the first time. So I'm going to give it a, another take here. The reason we call them shots is because we want them to be like a shot, very small, but impactful. And we wanted to provide content for people that are maybe don't have 50 or 60 minutes all the time to be able to do it. So we wanted to give you, the listener, an opportunity to kind of pick and choose between how much time you've got available and still go deep, still provide a lot of substance, but just do it on one simple idea. And that's kind of the purpose of these shots. Yeah, nice. It's more like micro dosing, isn't it? Rather than yeah, exactly. <laughs> taking the whole bottle. That's good, mate. And what's the topic of discussion today? Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about it. We're going to talk about this mental jujitsu trick that we play on ourselves. We see it in ourselves. I see it in you. You see it in me. We see it in people that are in the program. We see it in people that are wanting to get in the program. It's just something that, you know, where part of our job is to hold people's hands and I guess show them how to defend and defeat this trick of the mind, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, I think anyone that's achieved anything of real merit, they've found a way to see through this self-delusion and and I don't think you can really create the life that you want by skirting around the edges, like you just mentioned. And so yeah, I'm excited by this topic because yeah, I think the sooner that you can defeat this mental jujitsu trick that you called it, uh, the sooner that you get on the path to where you want to be. So I'm excited by this. Yeah. And, um, like, I feel like it is a superpower and like, if you're listening and you've ever told yourself, it's just not the right time. I reckon 90% of the time when you say that to yourself, that's the smoke screen for you deluding yourself in this way. So if you've ever said, oh, it's just going to be the right time. I'm just not quite ready. What we've found is like, there are very busy people in our program. Very, very busy people with heaps of things on, heaps of things on. Emma Sutherland, I'm talking to you. You get shit done. Yeah. Um, there are people in our program that get this stuff done. It's not a matter of time. It's a matter of desire. It's a matter of commitment. And so this is what's in the way. So if you've ever told yourself, it's not the right time. I don't feel like I'm ready. All those kind of things. That's not true. Most of the time. It's this problem. We call it the blue pill bliss. And it's basically thinking that not knowing what's going on is better than knowing. It's kind of like going, I want to fix this problem, but I'm also afraid of figuring out what's actually happening here. So I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to delay. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I can to not figure that out. Mm. Would that be a fair observation? Yeah, I think so. And even just, I think there's folks that know that they could be doing better, uh, but the reality is by finding out, you do have to accept some realities and you have to collide the ideas and the stories that you have with reality. And then mm. usually that creates a feedback loop that can not always be a calming sort of <laughs> feeling, you know what I mean? It yep. always kind of rattles the cage a little bit. And yeah, what we're talking about here is if you can overcome that, what does that mean for you? It's massive. If you find yourself in this position where you are obsessively collecting more information. Maybe you've listened to every single one of our episodes. Maybe you've even gone to our website. Maybe you wanted to get involved and you'd be kind of screwed in the edges. The thing that's in the way is not that lack of time. It is this problem. It's the, oh, but I don't want to know. I don't feel good about it. And what I would say is the story that you're telling yourself about where you think you're at and what that means, what it says about you, 
Like it's very rarely true. We often find it's wrong both ways, isn't it? So people that think they're going really well are not going as well as they think they are. And people that think they're not going well at all are often doing way better than they think they are. The feeling is just, it's not very correlated to what's actually happening, is it? Yeah, that's that delusion that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, we're, we're really good at kind of, I guess, paying attention to the wrong things and sometimes mm. at the wrong time as well. And not really getting a good handle on the trajectory and the things that are important. And I think the big trick is you're thinking that avoiding the pain is a path to more pleasure, which is wrong. Yeah. If you continue to go down that path, then you don't get to get the feedback loops that help you correct course and help you kind of pivot and change direction. And, you know, it's even true in a business sense. You know, it's a good conversation you had with Lockie Smith last episode. One of the things he said was about how you, you kind of just start out with your ideas and anyone that has a business idea has this shiny object idea in their mind that could change the world, the fantasy. And then you put it out to market or you start having the conversations with people or you pitch it to somebody and you get no's and you get, oh yeah, that's interesting. And it's, you know, no one really buys into it like you do. But Mm. then what you start to do is you start to iterate and you start to refine things and you start to test things and experiment. And that's when you start to find out what does work. And it's the same with all aspects of your life. You need to find out the truth, find out the reality so that you can start to iterate and adapt from there. Um, Yeah, it's massive, isn't it? If you don't have it, it's almost like you're driving without knowing exactly where you are and where you're headed. You just don't have the cues. And like, what's interesting is there's all this interesting research that shows that humans in the absence of environmental cues, they walk in a perfect circle. So like they drop people out in the desert and they can't see anything. There's no trees on the horizon. All they see is sand in one direction and sand in the other direction. And then they just watch what they do. They're trying to navigate their way out of the situation. They always walk in a perfect circle. And I think that's pretty comparable to what happens in the absence of, you know, the truth, right? So if you don't know where you are financially, you don't know how things are going, you don't know where you want to get to, those things aren't clear to you. You're going to be doing a lot of work, but you're not going to be getting the reward. I've never met someone that's not working hard. Everyone's working hard. It's just whether you're getting any bang for your buck and it becomes super demoralizing. Like Mm. you can fall into this kind of mindset where you're like, ah, well, maybe it's just, I'm no good at this. It's like a fixed fatalistic mindset. That's just, I can't change this, this situation can't change. And you tell yourself these stories to protect your ego. Like I don't have the time or it's not the right time. Like we said before, this doesn't make sense for me or. It can't make sense for me. Or maybe I'm just going to out earn my money worries. I'm just going to earn heaps of money or it's okay. There's going to be a time in the future where we're just going to have this big windfall. Maybe it's an inheritance. Maybe we're going to just win the lotto and we start telling ourselves these stories and we're telling ourselves these stories to make ourselves feel better because deep down we know that we don't know the truth and we're not working with reality. Yeah. It's like that marshmallow test, isn't it? But on a psychological front in the sense that we actually just want to receive the instant gratification, which is the reality that we can create for ourselves, as opposed to what could be the short-term pain of finding out the truth and that not being the thing that serves you. But you know that by tackling it head on, that you're going to rise the tide for you over time. And what you said before around, you're working just as hard for little reward, but you're expending effort. The picture that came to my mind was instead of walking up the hill, you're just walking around it. And just kind of doing a lap of the hill, but not actually uh, going any higher. That's a, such a true point. And the opportunity cost of this is every minute that you stay in this cycle is another minute that you don't break the cycle and move mm. towards where you actually want to be. And so the sooner 
that you can tackle that head on and go, all right, I just want to see it for what it is. I want to hold up a mirror to myself to see where I'm at. The sooner you can do that, the sooner it is that you can actually start to deal with and adapt and change. And the reason we're calling it blue pill bliss is because it's, it's kind of an analogy to this scene in the movie, the matrix where the guy's like, here, you can take the blue pill and go back to your fantasy, or you can take the red pill and I'm going to show you what's really going on. And I'll show you how deep the rabbit hole goes and we can figure it out there together. So what we find is the people that come to us and take the red pill, they find out some good, some bad. They know that there are different things that are in their control. But the moment where you decide to choose that truth over that comfortable illusion that you've been living in, that is the moment where you start moving toward what you actually want. You sort of stopping walking around that hill as you're talking about it and you start walking up it. Yeah. And like you, like you said before, we're still expanding effort, but now we're actually getting something for the effort and we're starting really small, but now at least for the one unit of effort, we're getting some sense of progress. And we know that as humans, that that sense of progress is the most powerful motivator. So for us, what we see in the program is as soon as that person comes in and they move past the red pill moment and they start actually making a small sense of progress, it may even be like $50 a month that's changed in terms of whether they've been able to keep it. Maybe they didn't even know they were keeping money and now they do. That feeling is what kickstarts the big change that happens over the next course of the next 6, 12, 24 months. You know that if you can get to that red pill moment, move through that discomfort, then everything's going to change for you those small decisions start to add up and it's the compounding effect of those decisions because now those decisions are informed. Now they make sense in the context of what you're trying to accomplish. Whereas in, in the past, you're just kind of living in hope. Is this the right decision? I don't know. And speaking from experience and through the experiences of our members, those little decisions are not from willpower either. They're not willpower yeah. to resist the temptations that are happening on a daily basis. It's just that there's a level of fortitude and conviction in what they're creating and where they're heading that all the other stuff, you know, those automatic sort of habitual decisions that stack up on a daily basis, those things just kind of fall by the wayside because they go, mm. hang on a second, that's actually not serving me and it doesn't compel me like it used to. I've got something that's in front of me that's worth working towards. And so the other stuff just feels like waste. And mm. it doesn't come from a drag on willpower, which is critical because obviously willpower is very limited. And so, yeah, when you can actually see that path ahead of you and know that you've got that really good, strong overview of how money is moving through your life, you do pay attention to those nominal things and go, hang on, no, that's not serving me. You know, that's actually not important. It's actually not creating as much value as what I previously thought it was. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I love this quote from a guy called Joseph Campbell and he is... I guess he's probably like the guru of story. He's the guy who pioneered the idea of the hero's journey and the hero's journey is if you watch any Hollywood movie, you're going to watch the hero's journey. Yeah. And, uh, we all have it and sort of an analogy for our own life. It helps you understand the different phases of your life. And he has this quote, which is the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And I think that starts to point to the truth here and the solution. What do we need to do? We've got to go into the cave that we've been afraid of entering. Because that is where what we want is, right? The gold nuggets. Exactly. So it's these moments of truth. These are the catalysts for change. And once you name the game that you're playing, you're like, okay, this isn't working. Now we can do something different. And so like we see it all the time, right? When people come in, now they get a real handle on their finances and they go, hang on a second. There's one particular couple of like, hang on a second. <laughs> we're three months in, we've started to see that we're spending $700 a month on alcohol. 
<laughs> yep. Is that aligned with what we want? Yes or no. And so then these decisions start to change because you can't really delude yourself. You can't really say, oh, I'm not doing that. This is not actually as bad as I think it is. You go, actually, that's not great. And we can fix it. Yeah. And what I'd probably quickly highlight on that is we're never telling people not to do those things. It's more just like holding up that mirror and saying, all right, this, this is what it is. And yeah. what do you want to do about it? It's more conscious now. It's kind of just bringing those things to the surface. Yeah. Yeah. It's so um, powerful, mate. Like I'm doing this right now from a health perspective. I was laughing and joking with a friend of mine about the COVID kilo. And, uh, he's just recently had his first kid and he's like, oh, man, my whole routine's gone nowhere. And we we're just kind of laughing about the dad bonds. We're like, man, the dad bonds are happening. <laughs> and, um, so I said, all right, here's what we're going to do. Every Monday, I'm going to take a photo of exactly where I'm at. And I'm going to send you a photo of this and I'm going to send you the measurement. The main measurement for me is going to be girth, stomach girth, because that's the biggest one that's correlated to health. <laughs> so I know if I can get that down, I'm going to get healthier. Uh, so every Monday I've got to send him that photo. He's going to send me a photo. And the reason is we're dealing with reality. So I've got to look at that every Monday and know, well, that's what's going on. I can't say, oh, it's not too bad because then you're on this slow rot. You just become on this slow rot towards a place where you don't actually want to get to. And so it's super, super powerful. And, you know, even the fact that I'm talking about this now on a podcast, even just supercharges it, right? Because now he knows there's been a social contract between him and I. Now there's a social contract between you and I too, Ryan. And now there's a social contract between you, the listener, and me as well. So that's going to just step everything up, isn't it? Can I just hold you up for a second? Because I think we can supercharge this even further. And <laughs> is there a way for I and everybody listening to sign up to this weekly photo? <laughs> I don't know if you want that, mate. Can we drop an no. email somewhere? How about, and... how about this? How about this? How about I do a before and after? I can give you the first one. I can give you the last one. And I'll tell you when the date is, the deadline for me, it's going to be November 30. That's the deadline for me. I want to be sub 90 centimeters around the girth in that time. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Um, how good's the word girth? Um, all right. So before and after, no tensing. Is that right? No tensing. <laughs> No fake tan either. <laughs> no fake tan. Yeah. But um, you know what? Look, it's, it's bloody good. You start doing it and you go, it starts to really focus your attention, your efforts. And the decisions that were made unconsciously now become really conscious. The very day that I said, we we're going to start to do that, I had to go grab some lunch. Now I might've grabbed like a cheese and ham toasty or something like that before that. And then I got to it. I was like, mm, just give me a protein shake. <laughs> so those yeah. small decisions, it's the compound effect of those small decisions over the time that make the difference. And yeah. like, there are a few stories of this too with our members more recently. Like I got a message from shout out to Chris and, and Mon up in Sydney. And he sent me a message about a year and a half ago. These guys came in into the program and got involved and, you know, really got across the money mapping, really understood the systems and put it all in place. And, uh, he sent me a text and said, you know, we've always been wanting to buy this house and we wanted to settle up in Sydney. And he just recently bought a house up in DY. So that's really one good example of what can happen over the course of time, right? It is the course of time that compounds this stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, you know, I even think about a comment we got in our group with our members only a day or two ago from Katie and James, who similar, I think they actually posted, uh, we've just passed our one year cash flow co-aversary, <laughs> which was fun and sort of highlighted some of the things that they've done. And there was a six month cash cushion. There was zero to, I think 42 K in shares funded most of their wedding. I think it was pretty close, bought a car and now saving about 50% of their income. And that's a lot. That's uh, that's obviously outsized yep. kind of results. But I think what's interesting was they were still making progress before they met us. 
but yeah. it wasn't completely visible and they couldn't really see the link between their efforts and the trajectory and the direction they were heading. And so yeah. even just connecting those ties, that can be such an important part of getting that true handle as well. Being able to connect that and see that, all right, our efforts are actually starting to stack because as we've talked about in previous episodes, progress is the greatest motivator for us. And so sometimes just getting a handle on the truth and seeing this is how we're actually going can be a huge motivating factor because it's not all bad. A lot of the time it's a chance to just speed things up a little bit more and just know that, yeah, you are heading in the right direction. You are doing okay. Yeah. I think these are critical and it just highlights the impact of time on these choices. It's just over time, these massive results can occur because of that compound effect. All right. So let's talk about what we're talking about here and what we actually are saying. We're saying you should seek out these moments of truth, stop running from them because these moments, they'll kickstart the progress that you want and they will help you get there. The other part of it, I think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is just involve somebody else in the conversation because I know for myself, I won't do this for myself. Having somebody else as a part of that to kind of walk you through it, I feel like it's critical because if it's left to you, you'll just kind of be like, well, it's not the right time. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. It's just, yeah, we won't do it, right? Yeah. I would almost split that in two as well and see, I think you were talking about having someone that you can kind of help keep you accountable. And, you know, I always think about this in a football perspective. I still play football. And if you want to know how you're really going, how you're really playing, what your contribution is, <laughs> you ask the coach, you say, hey, mate, how do you think I'm doing? Uh, like, how have I been yeah. playing? What can I work on? But it's hard to do that because it's easier to just go through the motions and let yourself believe that you're actually doing better than what you actually are. And so, yeah, you want to yeah. ask that person, then you start to go, all right, I need to adapt. I need to change something. And then yeah. the other thing that just sprung to mind as you were saying that was just doing it for somebody else as well, in terms of mm. if it's not accepting some of those truths or working on it for yourself, who is it for? Is it for somebody else? Is it for your partner, for your wife, for your children? Mm. So sometimes that can help us kind of step into those pains because you're like, hey, the reward here is long-term for other people as well not just for myself. Yep. You don't have to do this alone and you probably won't do it alone. <laughs> Most people won't. So, so don't try. That's basically the point here. Get those moments of truth, yeah. lean into that discomfort, involve somebody else in the conversation and you will get what you want over a longer period of time because those decisions are going to start to reflect what you actually want, not what you don't want. Perfect. Good stuff. Another shot down. Hopefully you like this one. Tell us again. Always give us the feedback. We're really keen to find out what you guys are thinking and feeling about this stuff. We want to make sure that you keep getting value. So if you like this episode and you want to tell us what you liked, awesome. Send us a message on the socials or send us a message on Apple iTunes. Give us a review. And if you felt like this was valuable and you think of one person that you know that you've had this conversation with or you've been talking around this topic with, share this episode with them because that helps us get this word out to more people as well.